no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Yes, hello, welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. This is going to be the episode to end all episodes. <laughs> no, we're not going to be stopping recording and the podcast finishes after this. I just mean this is going to be one hell of an episode. Uh, this it is less than a week until the World Cup kicks off. Uh, 3am Monday morning is when Qatar kicks off against Ecuador. But to take you all through it, to give you all the, the low down, the high down, the high up, I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we're here. We've brought along a fan favorite and podcast regular at this point, Max Rezik. Welcome back, brother. Thank you, everyone. And we're here to go through every World Cup team, uh, group by group, team by team, uh, and tell you a little bit about them, break them down, shoot the shit, give you our thoughts, and then we get at the end, we're going to tell you our predictions for the various uh, awards and who's going to win and who's not going to do so well. Dark Horse, Wilbur's favourite. <laughs> took uh, a while to think of it. Wilbur also, hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. <laughs> what podcast number is this? 72. 72. 73. Uh, but before we jump into all of that World Cup goodness, there's some shit we just cannot not talk about. Huge story. Uh, huge, so, huge story. Big Sui himself, Mr. CR7, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has gone uh, and done a 90 minute interview uh, the first time he's played 90 minutes successfully all season um, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it was successful actually uh, with Piers Morgan of all people everyone loves that guy just a second though Piers Morgan massive W he's had such a big month he's oh, yeah. interviewed Ronaldo he interviewed Kanye West and top G Andrew Tate in yeah. less than a month Andrew, Andrew Tate twice out of nowhere. <laughs> His ratings are through the roof. Um, he loves talking to Ronaldo's people. keeping good company there. Yeah, yeah, outrageous. Um, so yeah, Piers Morgan interviews Cristiano Ronaldo and Cristiano Ronaldo, to put it lightly, popped off. Who yeah. Who wants this one? I just thought like, like he, he definitely popped off, but like I really didn't see like the point. Like he was, you know, he went on about how he's betrayed, but I don't think he really provided too much detail about like what he kind of meant. I don't know. He just flown off the rails and clearly once out of Manchester. United. Yeah, that's the key takeaway. It's like he's done everything he can internally behind the scenes, all of that, and he feels the need to go on a podcast. And I think not only to potentially change his situation at Manchester United, right, to see if that'll kick them up the bum, but also because he wants everyone to know exactly how he feels and he felt the need to go on a bloody worldwide interview to do it. But this is... What's so fascinating about this is you do not see this in American soccer. Like this is... Sorry, I mean, English soccer. Like this is an American sports thing where players speak out on these situations. Like this is not... It's like a player empowerment thing, which is heavy in the US around the NBA and the NFL. I don't know if it's player empowerment though. Players getting a voice... Yeah, to a degree, but then there's also like players just completely disregard, having any disregard mm. for the rest of the team as well. So I don't know about. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like he's empowered himself to you know speak how he feels about the club. But I also feel like it's, there's more to it than just you know giving him a voice. What do you think? I also, don't feel like he needs a voice. He's the most famous mm. football star on the planet. But there's a difference between him like posting on Twitter or something and going on a Piers Morgan interview. 
I mean, the only difference is, yeah, there's actual quotable stuff rather mm. than stuff that people mm. could, you know, Well, say when's the last time you think a soccer player did anything? Lukaku's interview yeah. with Chelsea last year. But this is way worse. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's on a different scale because he's Ronaldo and yeah. it's, it's worse. Like, he... Like, the, the extent he went through with the criticisms, like, specifically calling out Ten Hag and saying that he didn't have any respect for him, is just, like, wild. How can you go back to the locker room after that, right? Yeah. Did you, and then, like, you see the shit, like, with Fernandez like, when he walks yeah. in and it's, like, super frosty because Fernandez is like, what the fuck, bro? That's my team. Mm, mm. Didn't some... I think it was Yao Pedro say it was, like... Oh, just typical that Ronaldo's always in the news, so it's nothing new for us. Yeah, apparently they were joking or something. I don't know. And him and Fernandez. Yeah. What I found interesting is I went on a couple of like the Manchester United fan TV accounts where they interviewed a heap of fans about it. And it was pretty close to 50-50 views on it. Really? Like they were saying, heaps of them were like, he's qualified to give that opinion. He didn't come to Manchester United to play Sheriff on a Wednesday night. Um, this is this is what I mean though. Like so many United fans and people around the world who support Ronaldo just blindly support him. Like they will just decry him to the end till, till the end of the end of the world. Like mm. and just be like, so many people be online being like, Ronaldo's bigger than United. This is the harsh truth. You know, it's like he's speaking facts. It's like no, he's a toxic personality that is no no one is bigger. No, like yeah, maybe he has more followers, but like in the grand scheme of things, no one is bigger than a football club they play for. True, but I also think Ronaldo's selfishness is what has led to him becoming one of the best ever. Oh, so he's 100%, not going to change that. Oh, 100%, I agree. But by the same thing, by the same t- like by the same token, it's also now what is causing his demise. Because mm, mm. who, who's yeah. going to want to play? Who's going to want to hire him after this? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, no manager <laughs> yeah. will want him. There, there might be some owners, Todd, Todd Bowley, who, who want him. But yeah, no manager in their right mind will want him in the squad. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. I reckon Potter could be put under some pressure to, to sign him, oh, especially yeah, given his pre- uh, recent results. I mean, after, after the oh, Obama yeah. Yang disaster, I don't know if they want to sign another 30-plus striker. But it's Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah. Like, but would he want to go to Chelsea? I mean, he was potentially going to go to Man cha- City. It's a Champions League team. I and think he was going to go to Man City until the last minute. He just wants to go to a Champions League team, I think, pretty sure. Mm. The weirdest thing for me from the whole Ronaldo thing before we move on is... Just the weird sort of personal shots at, at Gary Neville and Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Like saying, oh, they're not my friends. And then like Wayne Rooney. And, <laughs> when, when, and then he goes about Wayne Rooney. He goes, I don't know why he criticizes me so badly. Probably because he finished his career and I'm still playing at a high level. And then he goes, I'm not going to say that I'm looking better than him. Then he goes, which is true. It's like, okay, bro. Yeah. Like, Absolute savage. Like, yeah. On one hand, savage. But on the other hand, it's just like weird shot. Like... Yeah, and, I, no and the stuff that Rooney has said about him in the media has been like pretty fair enough. He's just been like, oh, I don't know about that. Leaving a game earlier, it's a bit, bit mm. shit thing to do. Yeah, he he looks like a like a petulant child. Like he, he doesn't look good. I mean, like you say, there's people who are going to back him till you know, no matter what he does. But like even Manchester United actual fans who support the club are backing him. Too. Yeah, I think yeah, I think calling out Ten Hag was I reckon one of the biggest like mistakes of the interview, just because like. I don't know. That That is going to split the fan base because the fans like Ten Hag um, and Ten Hag has been more than respectful of Ronaldo. It's funny you raise that because in the videos I watched, the fans that were supporting Ronaldo did specifically highlight that he shouldn't have called out Ten Hag. They yeah. were like, that was a part he shouldn't have said. Yeah. So where do we think this is going to go? I think he... Li- I, I See, I, uh, I was about to say I think he leaves, but then I'm also like, who wants him? I, I do think he leaves like someone someone will take him um, it's it's untenable at Man United now he's not going to stay because uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to play again like Ten Hag's not going to play him after he's publicly said that yeah um, and rightly so 
but yeah, I just don't think I think that's it. <laughs> I just love. I don't respect him because he doesn't respect me. It's just like I don't know, so childish. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, you can come to Dino Mozagro. <laughs> Champions League. Champions League team. <laughs> yeah, you can just stay in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah. After the World play Cup, there, just stay yeah. in Qatar. Yeah, play for Al Saad, bro. All right. Well, moving on. Just before we go to back, go to the World Cup. Uh, brief little Premier League wrap up. City lost. Uh, Chelsea lost, but who cares? City lost, which now means Arsenal. Yeah, five boy. point clear at the top of the table, baby. Some guy put a 20, put some respect. Some guy put a ten pound bet on Arsenal being league leaders at Christmas, and it paid out like three thousand quid. Love that, crazy. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I just think yeah. I, I think we were talking about this off off air before, but I think their start to the season has been like definitely not talked about enough. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, last year, um, we saw I saw today on social media that yeah, City and City and Liverpool were. 37 and 36 points after 16 games and Arsenal are 37 points after after 14 games I think so it's mm. just like it's crazy it's a crazy start to the season they don't want to see us win they don't want to see us winning just, but that's all it is but like again I'm, I was a very even on this podcast very vocal about Arteta and I just don't know anyone in their right mind who could be against him and I still don't feel like he has the full support of mm. not only Arsenal fans but, but pundits, also yeah pundits and the league in general there's always a caveat when arsenal's brought up and i just don't understand yeah like why. you got you see the article gary, i've showed will bit this off air but that gary neville wrote gary neville wrote an article for sky sports the other day which said arsenal have had a fantastic start to the season but man city is still going to win the league by 15 points i was literally about to say <laughs> I that like, i go what it, <laughs> if arsenal lost the game that man city did to brentford everyone would go oh this is the real arsenal like they're not going to hold this much longer they're yeah, losing yeah. to brentford but Man City's the team that's losing to Brentford and Fulham, and Arsenal's not. To be fair, because Man City just have a, have like a five or six year history of like those type of losses meaning nothing. Four leagues in the what is it? Yeah, however many years. Yeah. But by the same I'm token, sure. you're right. Like the way we're playing, there's like yes, we've got a history of you know crumbling, but the way we're playing, we haven't really shown it. Even the one game we did lose, hmm. we didn't sit down and take it. We just. It's. I think it's part. It's partly because though, like, yeah, Arsenal have been a bit of a meme club for, for a while now, and yeah. they 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 haven't performed. They've had like you know like, yeah, j- just w- w- way way below where you expect Arsenal to be for a long time, and that mm. kind of mindset around Arsenal is kind of like solidified, I suppose, and it's yeah. going to take a while. But yeah, they're not getting enough credit. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, we've wasted enough time. We're ten minutes in. It's time for what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> It's the World Cup preview. Here we go. All right, so I'm going to take us through the first three groups and then Wilbur and Rezig are going to play ping pong through the rest of them. All right, uh, full disclosure, uh, for my research for this, I have been heavily uh, watching and using the the three YouTube vids that the YouTube channel TIFO IRL have posted about the tactical analysis of groups A, B, and C. Unluckily for these other two, they actually haven't posted any other group videos. So, do you pay I'll, for athletic subscription? Yeah, it's like a dollar. Good man. Yeah, I don't read any. I don't read. I wore that shit, bro. I don't read anywhere near enough of their articles, but I do. But anyway, I digress. All right, so Group A. Here we go. We have Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and Qatar. So starting off with, I'm, I'm going to sort of go through each team. We'll have a little chat, but pretty brief and then, we'll, and then we'll talk about how we think the group's going to transpire at the end I feel like it's probably the best way but we'll just sort of let, let, let it happen alright so Senegal obviously AFCON champions a very solid squad containing the likes of Koulibaly Idrissa Gueye uh, Nampales Mendy formerly of or still at Leicester 
uh, Ismail Assar, Cheku Kiate, Edouard Mendy, um, and obviously Sadio Mane. But his fitness w- is questionable. Not sure if he will be feature in the f- in any of the group stage games. Um, if if he does feature, it may be in the last or second last one. No, he's going to play. They've got the witch doctors on. Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so they commonly set up in a four three three. Their fullbacks like to get pretty wide and uh, pretty attacking. Mane obviously when he plays is very involved all over the pitch, drops deep. Um, and their Afcon run was, and their World Cup qualifying was set up mainly about being very hard to break down. Um, even though they've got solid attacking players, their main thing is being hard to break down. Um, so yeah, I think they're they're definitely a, a favorite to go through in this group. I feel like just because of the quality of the other teams, and I, I would I would say that like their match against the Netherlands will be a good match. I'm not necessarily saying they'll win, but it will be a very closely fought contest. Yeah. Would you like? I guess we haven't really watched enough Senegal, but I feel like based off the Afcon stuff, I feel like that's a fair. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think it'll be like obviously the the first real test, and depending on how they go against um how they go against Netherlands it'll be indicative of, of how far they can go yeah yeah all right next we've got Netherlands uh being that like as a team they've been resurgent in recent years after a poor spell in the late 2010s um, either they didn't make the world cup in 2018 or they were knocked out fairly early uh they play a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 variation they chop and change um a wealth of talent at center back taught likes of Virgil van Dijk Stefan de Vrij Stefan uh is it Stefan Delict? No, someone Delict. Matthias Delict. Julian Timber, Nathan Ake, five world-class Crazy. centre-backs, or maybe not Ake yet, but basically world-class centre-backs. Um, De Jong and Berghuis in the midfield, very, very uh, solid, and then a rotation of very um, versatile forwards, Gakpo, Depay, Bergwijn, Noah Lang, and obviously you've got like, the taller guys that can offer a bit of difference in Luke De Jong and Weghorst off the bench. Um, they play a very expansive game, and it means they create a lot of chances uh, and score a lot of goals, but they also concede a fair amount of chances. I remember in, in qualifying, they won quite a few of their games, like 4-2, 3-2, 5-5, 5-2. They don't yeah. mind conceding a goal, but yeah. they score heaps too. Yeah, it's a bit surprising given how like how many good defenders they have as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who, who's, their, who's their coach? Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal is, yeah, yeah right. Sick. <laughs> Dark he's, really in, he's really in his element. <laughs> about it. Really in his element in that team. I feel like. I feel like he's a good manager, but probably a lot better manager in a team where in a Dutch. He can team. speak Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no translator. Um, um, all right. Yeah. So Ecuador next. Um, not a whole lot to say about them. Uh, they apparently play a very defensive four-two-three-one setup with two with two quite defensive. Uh, Defensive midfielders, sorry. Um, players to watch though: Estupinian from Brighton, Caicedo from Brighton. Oh, Caicedo plays and for Enna Valencia, who used to play for West Ham, uh, who's their all-time leading goal scorer. Okay, Antonio right. Valencia is now retired, so yeah, unfortunately he won't be playing. Yeah. But yeah, Caicedo. If they're going to get anything out of this group, Caicedo will be key because he's gun. Um, mm. uh, they don't, according to the Athletic, uh, they don't have a particular identity to their player style. That's not really fast countering. It's not really slow build up. It's kind of in the middle, but they rely heavily on set pieces. Thirty-five percent of their goals in qualifying came from set pieces, and they didn't really create that much outside of that. Yeah, one of those like sort of South American teams who's pretty like physical and like yeah yeah m- maybe not quite as polished as 
um, some of the better South American teams. But yeah, uh, hard, classic South American, hard to break down, but also don't create much type of team, and yeah. will sort of look to exert themselves. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I struggle to see them beating either of the two teams we've already mentioned, but who knows? And then Qatar, obviously host nation, um, somewhat of an unknown. Uh, have have been known according to Athletic to play five three two. Tried to play a possession based team due to their Spanish coach, but they don't have the players for it. So, yeah, because they're not very good. Who uh, is there? Any like key players for them? Uh, the in the video I watched by uh, Tifo, they said the two players to watch are the two strikers, Afif and Ali. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know them. Uh, but yeah, Great honestly, season. like I'd be shocked if Qatar scored like like scored a goal let alone won a game they've never yeah. been to the World Cup before surely no not even close well it, it, it'd be great to see them score in the opener against Ecuador though yeah, well, I'd like to have... I'd like to see it's I nice would... when the home nation scores I mean yeah that, in, in, South, it's in not, any it's not other gonna context be, it's not any... gonna be South Africa scoring. against Mexico yeah, yeah in any other in any other context <laughs> I would agree but in this context I'd, I would I would care less of Qatar do you know what color their jerseys are do they actually use maroon and white probably maroon I don't know hmm but yeah, all right. So this group, who's going through? Probably, obviously, Netherlands and Senegal. What are we thinking? Yeah, I, I I can't really see it going going any other way apart from Netherlands and Senegal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I, can I, I can I press you two for who's going through first? Netherlands. Yeah, it'll it, it'll be the Netherlands. I yeah, reckon. me too. Yeah. I think Mane means that if he, as you said, if he misses some games, I see the Netherlands. And their first game is against the Netherlands. So yeah, because mm. I don't see either of them losing to Ecuador or Qatar. So it really just matters who wins yeah. out of their game. Be great to see uh, Mane come in at the round of 16 as well. Yeah. If, if that chance that would be big. That would be big. All right. On to a hot group. Huge group. Next. Huge group. Huge group. <laughs> All right. So, we're kicking, uh, so Group B, Wales, England, the United States, and uh, Iran. <laughs> um, nice. So start off with Wales. Uh, this is probably their last chance, you'd say, to, uh, to play, uh, to do something while playing in a World Cup because they've got some pretty big names yeah, probably having their swan song. Bale's last World Cup, probably Ramsey's too. Um, is it is it the first time they've been to the World Cup in like a long time? A long well? time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of fitting, kind of nice way to go out for Gareth Bale. So Ramsey's got the blonde hair again. As well. Where's oh, he playing? He? Which club's he at? Nice in France. Ramsey? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Um, they play a 5-2-3 formation with uh, Ramsey and Joe Allen in the midfield. What an incredible midfield too that is, uh, and they like their main thing is they just sit really deep with that back back five in the two midfielders, and then they hit on the counter because they've got a lot of quick players: Gareth Bale, Dan James, Harry Wilson, Brendan Johnson from Nottingham Forest, um, all very fast. And obviously, they also have Kiefer Moore as a target man that they can bring in. Is Brendan Johnson that? Is he a fullback or a winger? He's is a he, winger. Yeah, he's a winger. Yeah. Winger slash a ten. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. You know when you search someone's name on Google and it comes up with like people also ask and it gives you the questions. Yeah. Top three for Aaron Ramsey is are Aaron Ramsey and Jacob Ramsey brothers? Answer is yes. How do I contact Aaron Wait, Ramsey? Aaron, answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Ramsey, the one who plays for Aston Villa. It's his older brother. There must be half brothers. His older brother, Jacob Ramsey, also plays for Aston Villa. Whilst his younger brother... Wait, this must be a different Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey's 30, Jacob Ramsey's 20. <laughs> this Aaron Ramsey plays for Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Another Aaron Ramsey. That's what happens when you research on the fly, boys and girls. <laughs> People also ask, so you know, I'm, not, I'm, not in, I'm not alone. Um, all right. Anyway, back to Wales. <laughs> uh, they have a decent amount of talent, quite a bit of Premier League talent too all over the pitch without any massive standouts outside of Bale, but the team works well around him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think 
because it's Bale's last tournament, and because he's like so pretty, his his last year or so of his career has been literally waiting for this moment. I think Wales could do all right. Yeah, I think he's got enough around him to sort of be able to carry them a little bit, and like he he performed very well at the Euros, yeah. and like basically showed that he could could do Still it do there. It. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think like he's not like he's kind of like save. I feel like he's like because he's been playing for LAFC. I feel like he's kind of been just keeping his you know sort of match fitness just enough, but while saving all of his juices to have one last hurrah, and then he's probably going to retire after the World Cup. I could really see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, or retire after his LAFC contract expires, whatever. When we talk about him having like a you know a tournament and being a player around him, like considering he's that old, he's playing for LA. Like, what does a good tournament for ba- like Bale look like? Quarters, <laughs> quarters. Uh, yeah, or Jesus. maybe maybe like round I've, round of sixteen. But like quarters would be like amazing. I feel like I reckon if they can, I reckon if they can get out of the group stage, that is like that's like historic and that's like that's enough True. for me that would be a huge achievement work, yeah that's fair enough fair enough yeah but, and like we're going, obviously going to go into it but yeah that's it's, it's not not an easy group either no, like, it's not. to get out of that would be impressive yeah anyway next we have England God save the king um, <laughs> possibly Southgate's last major tournament uh, unless England win the World Cup I'm pretty sure uh, like the if we don't win I'm pretty sure the noise will be too loud and he could be on his way out. So it's just because I feel like he's done almost everything he can do with this team. Yeah. Also, we've spoken about selection, like his selection, the way he's gone about it, especially with Harry Maguire and, and a few other players that he should kind of show loyalty to. If I don't know. It's a good group of players and he should be doing well. So if he doesn't... Yeah. 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 Uh, have have played both 5-2-3 and 4-2-3-1 in recent times, but we all know they're probably going to set up in a 5-2-3. Southgate loves the five at the back, especially in tournaments when um, he like when the, it's an easy way to minimise risk. Um, yeah, which leads on to my He's next a bottle job. <laughs> yeah, it leads on to my next dot point, which is a cautious brackets timid slash boring play style. Yeah, uh, which has only really changed by the attacking players that occasionally have sparks of brilliance. Um, Backline will be a big question mark. Obviously, everyone expects Harry Maguire to start, even though he shouldn't be. Um, will he play Eric Dyer because he's Eric Dyer has experience over someone like Ben White, who should definitely be playing. Um, so that's that's what we mean about Harry, uh, Southgate in this selection. It's just yeah. inconsistent and or it's consistently bad. Um, Rice and Bellingham in the midfield, if they if they get picked together and he doesn't go two defensive midfielders, could be really very interesting and quite dynamic. Which could, if if we're going to do anything, could be um, effective. And the last thing, Kane's fatigue will need to be monitored because apparently Antonio Conte said like a week ago that he's like super fatigued at the moment. Right, okay. Uh, squad rotation also in a very hot environment will need will be key as well. Yeah, I think that like we, we've definitely got enough kind of options um, to fill Kane's spot if, if he does need a rotation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, the, the attacking options are there. And like if, if, if we can like play in a positive enough way... Um, that that will work together, but yeah, defensively, I, th- I think will be the issue. Yeah, yeah. Rosie, what's your thoughts as the not England fan? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like England's always the most talked about team at every World Cup, and anything but winning it is considered a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think their squads, if not, I think their squad is probably just as strong as they were at Euros, and they played extremely well. And even losing that the way they did, they still got ridiculed for it. And I thought that the way that their penalty takers were were treated was an absolute disgrace. I think England make it hard for themselves with the expectations and the fans they have. 
uh, they should easily get out of this group. And I think they should be aiming to win the tournament. And anything less would be a failure with the squad they've got. Mm. Right on. <laughs> I like it. I like hey, it. no, back. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to win it too. Like, And I think we should be aiming for that as well. It's hard to look at any other team on paper the same way as England and go, they're better. Like, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, the, the squad The squad is pretty, pretty squad stacked. squad is pretty stacked, but I, I can definitely pick at least two or three teams where I'm like, all in all, that's a better team. Like, better squad. Yeah, but France yeah. is a better squad. Brazil is a better squad. Argentina, but they're they're up there. They're up there. There's a few players dipping in form, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, next we have also the uh, Marks and Spencer's photo shoot. Oh yeah, I love that. See, Matters doing the best. Yeah, yeah. Do we think um, Mason Mount and Reese James are together as the gay couple? Yeah. Someone? Um, no, not necessarily but I did hear I haven't about heard that. this rumor so apparently there's like a, there's a there's that a, would be sick there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a it was like a rumor that there was like two players playing for a Premier League club are uh, in a gay relationship and are thinking about coming out and then there was this TikTok that was like it's Reese James and <laughs> yeah. Mason <Mount>. oh there <laughs> was a TikTok who said that yeah, yeah okay. and then it like blew up in media articles and shit yeah anyway moving on the United States Back that'd on the world be stage. That would be a great story <laughs> at the Qatar be. World Cup, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> on the field. But if, especially if Rich James was picked. Yeah. And then they won the World Cup and they, and they kissed. Yeah. Amazing. Well, he could still come out. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Um, all right. He's hoping. The US, the US of A. <laughs> back on the world stage after failing to qualify in 2018. They play a 4-3-3. They, uh, apparently, I don't watch much US, but according, thank again, thanks again to the Athletic. They try and draw opposition teams out by sort of holding possession in the sort of in the sort of back half of the midfield and then try and break quickly with players uh, like Kristen Pulisic, Aronson, uh, Gia Reyna, and they have good, two good midfielders in Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams. But outside of their standout players, the five that I've just mentioned, the drop-off in talent is fairly steep. Uh, a bunch of other players playing in the MLS. Uh, Matt Turner plays for Arsenal, but I mean he hasn't really shown how good a keeper he is. Uh, and have you guys seen him play for Arsenal? Twice. Yeah, he played a couple of the UEFA games. A couple of UEFA games. He had some good saves. He he started off really shaky. Is he their starter? Uh, I believe he wasn't qualifying. Yeah. Okay. True. Um, but yeah, uh, the drop off in talent is fairly steep, uh, and like they just scraped in in qualifying in what is not a hard area of the world to qualify in, along the likes of Mexico and Canada mm-hmm. and Costa Rica and whoever else yeah uh, and also my last top point is they're nowhere near as good as the US fans think they are <laughs> and you don't like them very much and I don't like them very I much I feel like this comes up every time we do a podcast <laughs> that they're involved Jasper's like I fucking hate I can't this. wait <laughs> for England to beat the Yanks I and oh anyway yeah, I actually if, would love I think the world and soccer would be a better place if the US were like a powerhouse no bro they're Absolutely. so so involved in everything else anyway uh, Iran. It, w- it would, you know, it would bring the scale it would elevate of the game the sport. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, true. But, no, you know, would, at what would. cost? <laughs> yeah, what cost? Bragging England hurts. breaking out of the group stages yeah. at cost. <laughs> All right, um, Iran. Uh, sim- apparently, they have a similar, similarly cautious approach uh, to Southgate's England. Not quite as much offensive quality, however. Uh, likely play a 4-1-4-1. Uh, Taremi is a player to watch. He's a winger slash striker, and some may also recognise Jahan Baksh from his time at Brighton. Oh yeah, the bicycle kick. Yeah. yeah there you uh, go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Resic doesn't know. Um, like to hit teams on the counter, but don't commit too many players forward when they do. They're quite a low risk team. Uh, 
That's all I have on Iran. Uh, so, who's making it out of the group, boys? This could be a little bit controversial. Um, England and Wales. Yeah, same. England and the Islamic Republic of Iran. Oh! <laughs> Hot They'll take. have the fans in the stands. You never know. Well, what's, what's, your, what's your reasoning? No reason. I've got nothing. No thoughts, just um, vibes? I mean... Just a fairy tale. I know, it was interesting. You guys talking about like Wales and the focus on bail, and I guess I'm just lower on bail in general. Um, I think Wales is most likely to come out the U.S. is also not bad. Like, is there a clear favorite between the U.S. and Wales? I reckon. Uh, I reckon U.S. would be U.S. would be the favorite. Like beca- odds, I, I reckon. The US, U.S. the U.S. would be the favorite just because of the amount of media hype that the U.S. have. I don't actually think the U.S. on paper are a better team than Wales. I think. I think they're similar. You talk about like a drop off in quality. Like Wales have got their good players and then it drops off. But like the all US of Wales, all of Wales starting eleven play in the Premier League or or like a similarly decent league. Except mm. for Bale and Ramsey, yeah. Whereas half of the USMT team plays in the MLS. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I I think yeah. And also, maybe you said you don't rate Bale as highly. I still think Bale now is better than any American player currently. Yeah. Yeah. He he he's he, he's definitely the best out of those yeah. two squads for sure. But the US have some very good players they do. too. They do. And like. It just would take a good manager to like shore them up defensively where they don't have those really top yeah. players. Doesn't Leicester have that American manager or is that Leeds? Leeds, Leeds yeah. That's is he coaching Jesse the US? Do we know? No, he's coaching Leeds. Oh, they don't do both? No. Oh. <laughs> who, who, who is the no US idea. manager? True. Um, but yeah. Landon Donovan. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Clint Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so England and Wales together. England and Wales and, or England and, Iran. and Iran. I think it would be good to see, you know, a, a team from the Middle East do well at this World Cup. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would like to see, you know, yeah. a bit of I, a I don't, story. Yeah, there. it would be interesting, definitely for the progress of Middle Eastern football for a team to do it. I just don't know. And we'll touch on this in the next group I'm yeah, about to talk about. Say how good any of the Middle Eastern teams are yet if they're quite there. Which it's not even to, that they're like, it's not even about them individually. It's just, you know, good luck beating Argentina and Mexico. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which brings you on to Group And C. also, we don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. Middle Eastern Speak football. Speak for yourself. <laughs> exactly, sorry. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> anyway, Group C, Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, Poland. Uh, Argentina, I don't really need to say much about these guys, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, one of the favourites to win, Copa America champions, undefeated in 34 games, since 20, uh, which goes back to 2019. That's crazy. 34 um, games. <laughs> one of the best Argentina squads in some time. It's very balanced. There's talent all over the pitch. Uh, the defence is no longer is no longer suspect like it was for many years. Christian Romero, Sandra Martinez, Nicolas Otamendi, all unreal centre-back. Tagliafico, very good left-back. And apparently their right-back, Molina, is also good. I don't know much about it. Uh, Messi, while he carried in the Copa America final, he... Had a lot. Of, he had more help than he ever has, and he no longer really needs to carry as much because of the host of quality players around him: Dybala, Latara Martinez, Alvarez, Rodrigo de Paul, Di Maria, Paredes, etc., etc. They have they're they're a good first eleven. Lots of depth off the bench. Um, they got Romero and Lisandro Martinez. Are, uh, I, I I I hope for their sake they don't start Otamendi, even though he's decent since he went back to Benfica. Romero and Lissandro Martinez are arguably this season two of the top five best centre-backs in the league. Mm. Lissandro Martinez probably being top two. What does Romero play? Tottenham. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's yeah, good. Yeah, he's too. very solid. He's got that like, bit of cunt about him that you need. So does Lissandro Martinez, but 
Ramirez is he better than Emerson Royale? Though? Did you really just say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I swore. <laughs> was that on the athletic commentary, or was that something? <laughs> nah, that's all there? me, baby. That's all me. Uh, but yeah, I, um, Argentina are, are very, very, very good, and I expect them to go quite a distance. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to go far. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mexico. Uh, like to play in a 4-3-3 and attack quickly uh, on the counter. Historically, have been a surprise package in the group stage. Remember when they knocked out Germany in mm. the 2018 World Cup. Uh, players to watch, Herving, slash, Herving Brackets, Chucky Lozano, uh, Raul Jimenez and Hector Herrera, the centre midfielder. What's what's happening with Jimenez? Is he is he has he been playing for Wolves? No, he's been apparently injured, but he's back for the World Cup. So. Right. Okay. Um, have struggled scoring goals recently so much that apparently fans were making noise about potentially trying to bring back Javier Hernandez. I was literally happen. about to ask his Chicharito. Yeah, no, where is He's not in the squad. He's not in the squad. What's the keeper? And I was back. My next okay, up point was yeah. they have the goat. World Cup keeper Guillermo Ochoa. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok yesterday, and it was like every four years he is awakened. And yeah. it was like all this, like, he's like Michael, he's like Michael Bublé on Christmas. Yeah, there was like thunder in the background. Yeah. This is him with his massive hair out. But it's so, a meme. Yeah. But he legitimately is like a fucking superstar. <laughs> Turns into Neuer there. every four yeah, years. Yeah, it's actually crazy. Do you know who plays for it? club level? <sighs> Somewhere in Spanish River Plate. League, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. um, okay. Actually, I'm curious. I'm going to Google that, but I'm pretty sure it's in La Liga. Surely he's like late thirties at this point. Uh, Guillermo Ochoa is 37 and he plays for <laughs> he, plays Cl- oh, he plays for Club America in Mexico he looks young though hey yeah. I don't know I haven't seen his face don't for a while crack, maybe I just haven't maybe I just haven't seen him in a while but, but yeah. every four years <laughs> even at 37 <laughs> yeah. I still expect him to pull out some, at least one crazy game I think he also wears long pants as a keeper so swag's yeah, on point true. Yeah. who's the other guy and the headband that? who's the other keeper that did the that the Colombian guy nah the no, don't worry. Let's move on. <laughs> we'll get back to it. <laughs> all right. Next is Saudi Arabia. Um, could uh, my first opponent could struggle to have much of an impact. Uh, all of their squad, uh, every player plays in the Saudi league, which is probably a reflection of their talent level. Um, although apparently one player to watch, according to the Athletic, is Al, uh, the winger Aldasari, who used to play for Villarreal for a little bit, a bit of time, and now he's back in the Saudi league. Uh, at the World Cup in 2018, um, we witnessed them try to play expansive football, um, keep possession on all that uh, and their wingers were quite showy but the rest of their squad wasn't quite up to the task and they leaked plenty of chances and goals in the process trying to play trying to not park the bus essentially uh, I feel like this will probably be a pretty similar thing they're trying they're trying they're on the world stage they're trying, they're trying to uh, show out for their country and to the rest of the world so I, we, you could see some some great goals scored by Saudi Arabia I mean, they did win a game in the World Cup in 2018 but you could also see them ship a lot of golf goals as well uh, I do think though that they are the best Middle Eastern team in the World Cup. Yeah, it just sucks that they're in such a difficult group. <laughs> yeah, like def- definitely historically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an incredible stat that every single one of their players plays in the National League. Yeah, like that's surely like a world. That's a World Cup first. No, like probably, Qatar. Like if you've, got I reckon stat. there's definitely been an England team where everyone played in the Premier League. Oh, that, yeah, that might be the only other team, right? Yeah, but like Qatar. The fact that Qatar. Not all their team play uh, in Qatar. Oh, well, no. They, they might also all play with the Qatar okay. League. I just didn't know. Shake my head, fan. <laughs> Man, I can only do so much. I just looked up six players on the Qatari team just to see if anyone plays and all six of them play for Al Saad in Yeah, Qatar. I reckon half the Qatari team plays for Al Saad. Um, all right. Lastly, last but not least, uh, we've got Poland. Uh, outside of Lewandowski, there's not much going on. They've got a decent backline and have decent players throughout the squad, but the drop-off of talent between... 
Lewandowski and the rest of the team is substantial. Um, they've got Chesney, they've got Chesney, Glick and Be- uh, Bednarek at the back, um, and a few other players. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, it will be interesting to see their matchup against Mexico because I do think they're solid enough to have make that an interesting game. But who do we think is going to go through after Argentina? I think you probably got to pick uh, Poland. I reckon. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think they probably have like on balance the better the better eleven. Yeah. Um, just basically because of Lewandowski. Um, yeah. They had a pretty shit Euros, didn't they? Knock it out of the group stages. They didn't. Uh, I, I, I Lewandowski could be the difference maker, but just because of Mexico historically being a bit of a surprise package, I'm going to go Mexico to qualify. Me too. Argentina. I'll yeah. go Mexico. Yeah, I think people love to see that as well. Yeah, the plucky um, Mexicans. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Lewandowski, like you say, he didn't like. You know, we talk about Bale sort of carrying the Welsh team. He wasn't really able to have a big impact. In it's the hard Euros. to carry the team as a striker. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, true. Lewandowski he scored three goals, but again, like he, there's like there, like, that's only so much you can do as yeah, a striker. Yeah, it's, it's like saying carry a team is probably one of the soccer is probably the hardest sport to carry a team. Yeah, yeah, unless your name's Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Suey. Uh, all right, I've done plenty of talking. Let's move on. Take it away, Rezik. Group D. Let me just get it up. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Pretty exciting group here with France, Denmark, Australia, and Tunisia. Um, starting off with France. Saw a report today on um, Fox Sport that the France team is valued at 1.1 billion euros and the Australian team the Australian team's valued at 30 million euros. Uh, so quite a difference Great. there. Betting-wise, they're the third most likely to win the cup behind Brazil and Argentina. Um, hard to find a weakness in their squad. Uh, but like every team, due to the absolutely abysmal scheduling of this World Cup, they have a number of key injuries to Pogba, Kante, who you could literally tell me has not played a game since the last World Cup because I cannot remember one time him being on he the He hasn't pitch. played a game this season, but uh, yeah. Consistently injured. Yeah. Kim Beppe is injured. And as of today, and please help me with the pronunciation, is it Nkunku? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, uh, Rezik! Who got injured Weak. after a wild tackle from a teammate in training. So that's great for the that's fans. That's why Griezmann yeah, getting the big dog. mate. Uh, clearly it's group the favourites and they're probably looking at who they're going to play in the round of 16, to be honest. I don't think they're worried about this round at all. I wonder how... The, like The interesting thing with France is obviously always the pressure on them being one of the best teams in the cup. Will they be able to... Will we see any momentum from them? since the last World Cup. Yeah, will they have some sort of World Cup hangover is what I'm Mm, I'm mm. wondering. And like... Like, where does the motivation go? Like, does the motivation... It's probably still there. And their squad's not radically different. Yeah. Do you think the motivation is the same? Can can you, like, get as up for a World Cup after you've already won it? Well, what's the the track record? No team's ever gone back-to-back. Or even, I think, been in a final... No, I don't think so. Back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's very hard to to say. I think Benzema will obviously be key... And because did he did he play in that team that won in 2018? Yeah, he, he didn't did. play much. Oh no, he wasn't picked. Yeah, he, I, don't think. I don't think he was part of the squad. So maybe that's like a bit of motivation. Like obviously, what a luxury to have Benzema and Mbappe up bloody front. Yeah, yeah. and they probably still play Giroud. <laughs> <laughs> My God, uh, yeah, clear favourites. Looking at who they're playing in the next round, I'd say. Yeah. One thing I will say is. Um, with Pogba and Kante out, it gives a chance for Chuimeni and and Camavinga to potentially really. Oh, sorry, interjection. It was Camavinga who tackled him, not oh, Griezmann. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's disappointing. So it was deliberate because yeah. he took his spot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do think Chuimeni and Camavinga are next up in terms of like the next generation of midfield superstars. So it'll be interesting to mm. see 
how they because Kamavinga is a slightly deeper lying player and Chouameni is a slightly more attacking player like Pogba and Kante so it'll be interesting to see how the French midfield dynamic works if they play those two I mean I'm just very keen to see how those two play because they're very exciting players yeah Obviously, and also, be, if Lee Saliba plays as well, that'll be that'll be. That'll yeah, be cool. I mean, if they want to win the World Cup, I mean, I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Denmark coming off a remarkable Euro twenty twenty run, losing to England in the semi-finals. Bit of a dark horse of the tournament, Denmark. Every every four <laughs> years, uh, solid team, top to bottom. You got Dolberg, Larsen, Christensen, Vestergaard, Eriksson. Maybe I don't know if no, he's, he's going to play. He's playing. He's playing. Yeah. So they're a good team. Um, I think they're most likely to finish second behind France because it's just because it's a weak group um, and look they're a dark horse based on their Euro performance but I don't see them doing it again in this World Cup like they had a great run I don't see any signs at least them having a dark horse tournament like if they get through the group are they going to beat Germany or Spain in the round of 16 probably not mm. you never know Never know. I like that yeah. mark a lot. I think like they absolutely steamrolled. Dark through. horse alert. They steamrolled <laughs> through qualifying. Wait and see. Uh, they, yeah, they steamrolled through qualifying, beating to any any and every team that came at them. Mm. Uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they at least got a draw with France as well in the group. But you never know. Yeah, they just seem very solid, like as Top a unit, off. and like yeah, obviously and the togetherness in that team as well is crazy. Yeah, and there's the element of Ericsson coming back. Obviously, what uh, happened during the Euros. I mean, I, I think the performance of the Euro, Euros was definitely bolstered by that kind of like home stadium kind of like yeah um, atmosphere. I think that was big. Um, but yeah, we'll see how they go. And moving on to Australia, I have nothing to say about this. <laughs> I this is you have said this before. I we looked at the squad today, top before. to bottom, and I know three players. I hope they lose every game 5-0. And that we actually get a review of Australian football top to bottom as to why it's so dog shit and why there is such a lack of talent. And why you've got one of the, potentially one of the best players in the next few years rejecting to play for Australia because he's not yeah. a for fucking it. disgrace. And well, what's I hope, his name? Uh, Volpato. Volpato, yeah. I hope Graham Arnold does not leave Qatar. <laughs> yeah, bro, the fact that he's still managing <laughs> the Australian team is just showing how like archaic Australian football is. Like, like I've never ridiculous. done any kind of protest when it comes to sport. Like, I've never like not watched a team. I've never like got any of the protests but I but I'm out I will deliberately boycott watching every Australian game because I fucking hate them I'm, I'm keen to get around the other <laughs> oh, oh my god uh, fair enough you can watch uh, because, that alone yeah, because yeah I, I think obviously and we haven't spoken about this on the pod the like Volpato like snubbing the soccer is that is like such a bad story for Australian soccer Awful. like obviously he's you know uh, you he's, he's playing for in, in the Syria so he's basically probably you know, playing at the highest level of any Australian in the world. Yeah. Um, Did you hear he was shunned by Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC? Like they, they both said, no, nah, you're shit. That's why he went to Italy when he was 16, mm, which yeah. is just shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But I think one, one good news story is um, the, the guy who recently signed for Newcastle, Garen Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it would be very interesting, interesting in to see how he plays. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, he's, okay. he's in the squad. Yeah. Um, Has he played a minute for Newcastle? No, he doesn't sign until the end of the early season. But yeah, he's just like a good personality. Like he's very good for Australian football, and so hopefully he can, hopefully he can do well, and the uh, Aussies can win a few games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, like, I don't see Australia doing very well, but I, I can like yeah, I, I could probably name like what Krustich, Garen Cole, Mabil. There's a guy called Irwin who I think's been in the squad for a little bit. Irvine. 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 Yeah, he's Nick, yeah, Nick yeah, Topic yeah. Man's cousin. Jackson Shout out. Irvine. What? Harry Suter, the big. Sort of gumpy squad? guy. 
Yeah, he's know. the really tall centre back. Yeah, I know who he is, but yeah, he's in the squad. Is Tim Kennedy yeah, playing? He's in, he's in the squad. <laughs> no, that's what you need to know. Um, but yeah, no, Australia is dead fun. Dead fan. Dead, <laughs> I think. Dead I just think fan. it's crazy they made the World Cup in the first place. Like, I mean, it's, what, it's probably the weird. second easiest like qualifying group other than the. Middle and they East. still yeah. made an absolute meal of qualifying as yeah. well. Took it. But they don't. They don't have a good squad. No, they, they don't, don't have good players. There's nothing good about Australia. Yeah. There is nothing <laughs> like, good about Australia. And while Mabil and Garen Cole will be the only oh pieces, yeah Mabil Mabil pieces yeah. of excitement for that Australia. Who's Mabil? He's like a winger. Um, Plays Belgian league. Yeah, he's, he's he's a he's a winger and he is exciting to a he's point, good. but he's also like he's exciting mm. in the league. He plays I hope he's on the bench when they lose five 0 every. Anyway, wrapping up with absolutely, I hate went in Jasper, Australia, you know how much I hate. Yeah, no, 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 I don't feel um, very strongly about it either. And I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I hate Australia so much? And I'm like, 2006 brought Australia brought football to Australia, and how we have bottled it in less than 20 years is mm. just outrageous we just didn't prepare for the ending of the gold generation the most played sport for kids in Australia and this is where we are on a national stage it's yeah. a disgrace um, bring back Kuzhinik bring back Viduka Choruluka Brosnich half the squad needs to be crap for them to be any good um, <laughs> Kalak Kalak yeah Jevko Kalak that's it um, <laughs> so bad anyway but like even you saying that the guy who's good what's his name the one who plays in Syria Volpato like when you think about that 2006 squad Bresciano played for Palermo and he was like the sixth best player on the squad yeah, like yeah. a joke yeah Viduka played for Leeds Kiel played for Liverpool like, ridiculous Schwartz played for Middlesbrough like uh, wrapping up with Tunisia never yeah, made it Everton. out of the group stage ever and I don't think that's going to change they're, this they're, they're, they're a perennial group stage team like they're always good enough in Africa yeah. to make the World Cup and never make it out of the group stage it's so weird so yeah. funny enough they did beat Nigeria in the last 16 during the Africa Cup of Nations recently only to lose to Burkina Faso in the quarterfinals yeah. uh, I've got no information on them and no one wants to hear about them. yeah <laughs> not gonna lie yeah <laughs> I think yeah I don't know a single Tunisian player yeah I don't know which is like hey that, like, like for the listeners out there that's, that, that's a knock on us fair enough you can be like you know you didn't do enough research but also like we're, we're, we're talking about these teams for over an hour probably you're gonna like, get one of your Tunisian listeners clapping yeah. back <laughs> how do you anyway um, who's qualifying out of this group uh, France and Denmark surely facts yeah I'm, I'm gonna go Denmark first though France second. That is an outrageous call. <laughs> Let's call it a hot take. Let's call it. Surprise! You didn't say Australia I was like going to make it out. I like oh, that take. take. I like that take. This is the one thing. So I, I told you guys that what I wanted to start this podcast off with is listening to our predictions from Euros and then seeing how we went. That's going to be the one take I remember during the World Cup of you guys thinking Denmark's going to be above France. Hmm. And they were. No, no, for, no, for this, this one. For oh, this for this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then next time I'm on, I'm going to be like, no, time, will no, tell. No, time will tell. <laughs> Didn't one of us say Denmark was going to be a dark horse for the Euros? And yeah, they were. yeah, yeah. I said Turkey and that yeah, slapped me in the face. <laughs> anyway. Um, a lot of people thought too. Yeah. Who, who's, who's, you, you're next. Woman. I'm next. All right, so we got Group E. Um, fair few big names. We've got Spain, Germany, Japan, and Costa Rica. Stacked. Yeah. Huge. Um, so, obviously, start off with Spain. Um, out in the round of 16 in the 2018 World Cup. Group stage, 2014 World Cup. Is that right? Doesn't sound right. Yeah. yeah. Remember the Van Persie header? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huge. And then and then winning it, um, obviously, um, the time before that in 2010. Key players. Um, I just think... I've just focused on their midfield. They've got a lot of good players. But Pedri, Gavi, and Busquets as a midfield is like just... Phenomenal. Ridiculous, it's crazy. essentially just the Barcelona midfield. Um, 
like I suppose recent performance um, lost to Italy on pens in the Euro 2020 semis um, they af- after like a very good tournament yeah um, they probably I'd argue deserved to win that game too but yeah. Italy got lucky yeah um, Italy obviously just did very well in penalty shootouts in, in that tournament um, but yeah I think a big thing for Spain at the World Cup is going to be something that was an issue for them at the Euros and it's cutting edge uh, um at, at the number nine position. Yeah, they've only got one striker, right? And it's Morata. Yeah, and obviously Morata had all of those issues um, during the Euros. And I can't I can't see a reason why he would perform any better at the World Cup. Yeah, do you think they potentially try and play without a striker, like a recognised striker, and just because... Or do you reckon they're going to stick with him? No, I, I reckon I reckon he'll play. Did they pick Gerard Moreno in the end? Because he was like... They picked him for the Euros, but he was bad. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if he's... Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Spain are in a bit of a limbo state right now. I feel like no one considers them really favourites. Like, they're outside, like, the top five teams that are considered favourites, but they're still a quality team. Yeah. Like, they made the semifinals of the Euros. But now there's better teams in the World Cup than there were at the Euros. So, yeah, I don't I, know. They're a, bit, they're a bit of a weird team for me. Yeah. I think... I think- Enrique is a very good manager and like he's obviously his thing is that, you know, they play the system and, you know, they can bring different players into that. Um, but yeah, they they have less standouts than, than they've typically uh, historically had. So Yeah, for sure. All right. Next. Zik, any thoughts? Yeah, sorry. I mean, they're like one of... Spain's one of a couple teams in this tournament where it's still... It seems like they're going through their passing of the old guard phase where they've got players like Busquets who were... You know, some of the best in the world in their prime. and now Sergio Ramos not picked, though. I don't know how he's been going at PSG, but I think he's like 38, so yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. And then they've got Gavi and Pedro and these guys who are probably one World Cup away from being in their prime. And it's about chemistry more than anything else. Like, can you adjust to the national squad when all these players are superstars in their clubs, but can you come together as a nation and do this? Yeah. I also have questions about Spain just because there's such a gap between their bright stars and their old guard. Yeah, I just also just feel like there's like, there's a bit of fluctuation in that team. Like, 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 the, like maybe the starting lineup is going to be extremely similar to how it was in the Euros, but I just feel like it's going to be a little bit different. And then how does the team adjust? And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not convinced, and I don't think I'm going to be overly convinced by the next team we talk about either. Yeah. So next up is Germany. Um, went out of the group stage 2018. Won at the time before in 2014 and semifinals 2010. Um, they've got they've got a lot of it, like, I suppose like either players that are kind of like just past it or like I'm not fully like convinced about. Um, obviously, Rudiger I reckon is one of their one of their better players. Kimmich and Goretzka is a very very strong midfield. Um, who else have they got? Leroy Sane. I'm excited to see how he plays. He's in shit hot form. Him and Serge Gnabry have been flying this season for both. Yeah. That's very good options on the wing. Um, again, I think like with Spain, um, the issue is probably at number nine. So Werner's injured, not playing, and the pick is that potentially Habits will will play as the nine. And he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've seen for Chelsea that his his finishing isn't well. Definitely recently, his finishing hasn't been that yeah. good. Their um, team's so good on paper, though. Like, there's no way their team is so much better than Spain on paper. But I'm just not sure they have that like. You know, obviously, they always talk about it as like a tournament team that, you know, is like just super... I'm not sure they have that kind of... I don't know. They didn't have it at the Euros, yeah, for sure. I'm like, sure England thoroughly, easily beat them. Yeah. And I like, guess that was under Jürgen Löw and they've now got 
uh, Hansi Hansi Flick Flick, and all that. And they were decent in qualifying. One of the reasons for that is probably because they're like, I don't know, the top 10 players of their squad, like eight of them play for Bayern Munich and they're never tested week in, week out. So they come to the World Cup and they have to perform because they're considered the best in the world, but they're playing... Yeah, they do five play Champions League though, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. like Kimmich, Kimmich uh, is a superstar. Goretzka, Gundogan, Havertz, Sane, Muller, Gnabry. Like, do you reckon Muller's gonna start? How many World Cups is that dude played? Thomas Muller's thirty-four. I think he played in two thousand six. Yeah, he he's played in so many. He's been, I think he's been playing since he was like eighteen. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Could be I think he'd be thirty-six actually, Thomas Muller, but he's old. But yeah. do you reckon he starts or are they going to go like a younger? He starts for Bayern, right? I think. Yeah, he'll start. He'll start. He'll start. Does he start for Bayern? I, think I, think I reckon they can, they can just be like, Thomas Muller play striker and we'll play Sane and Gnabry out of the side of you. And and then what, Goretzka, Kimmich and Gundogan. Mate, forget about it. Yeah. It'd be really good. Forget team. about it. It's but also good. like, I don't know. I, 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 to be fair, I like them on paper, like Rezzy said, a little bit more than Spain. But again, it's an unknown. I'm not. We should definitely watch that I'm match. Not, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not confident about it. Unless it's at 3am, I'm not doing that. But yeah. You can watch it delayed. Oh, yeah, true. Um, See you um, 6 a.m. the next one. Any, any more, more thoughts on Germany? Nah, I reckon I'm good. Same coach? <laughs> nah, Hansi, Hansi, Hansi Flick. Flick. Yeah, he, he left Bayern maybe like a year or two ago. Oh, he's the one who got replaced by the by FC, yeah, Leipzig guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, do Costa Rica next. Um, got through to the tournament in the intercontinental playoff against New, New Zealand. So due to the hard way, they've got um, apparently a manager who's like t- turned them around a little bit after a bit of a rough spell. Um, Luis Fernando Suarez. He took Luis Ecuador. Suarez. <laughs> yeah, Luis Suarez. Yeah. <laughs> I added the middle name in there just to be sure. Um, led Ecuador to the last 16 in 2006 um, and also took Honduras to the World Cup in 2014. Um, and it would have been a massive job to get them out of the group stage. So getting yeah. them there is a good effort. Does Brian Ruiz still play for them? Nah, no. Nah, I had a look. He's like 37 now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But they have Kayla Navas. Yeah. So, yeah, key players, Kayla Navas, a 32-year-old Brian Oviedo. Oh, yeah. Who now Joel plays Campbell? MLS. Could be. He used to play for Arsenal. Joel Those Campbell. Who know, know. <laughs> Superstar. Um, but apart from that, I honestly couldn't recognize many of their players. Yeah. Um, I feel like their golden yeah. era was the, the, the World Cup in Brazil 2014. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, yeah, obviously highest finish was 2014 quarterfinal. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Kayla Navas and Brian Ruiz were different gravy that, that, that year. That was crazy. What yeah. a career Navas has had. He's played at such incredible clubs. Yeah. yeah. I think it's criminally underrated throughout his whole career. Criminally. Well, yeah, I don't think... Do you think Donnarumma is better than him? Not by much. I think if I had both in my squad, I'd be playing Dormaruma. Really? Not by much. I'd play Navas. I, 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 th- I think it's wild that, you know, you've got like Kayla Navas who's probably coming into the prime of his career and then you get Donnarumma and replace him. I don't, I don't know. I think, yeah. Uh, we, we've spoken about this on the pub before. It was definitely stiff. They didn't need to buy a keeper, but they bought Donnarumma anyway. It was just like, why? They should do Kayla Navas properly and give him to another top club. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Costa Rica... They, they made the tournament the hard way and they're in a very, very tricky group. It's going to be tricky for them. Yep. Um, all right, Japan. Um, My boy, Takahiro, <laughs> Tomiyasu. So yeah, apparently Tomiyasu will play as a 
Well, expected lineup. Tommy Asu as a centre back. Yeah, he plays played there a fair bit. Yeah, no, there'll be some gambling. He played. Story he played. He played centre back for Bologna a fair bit, and he, he routinely plays centre back for Japan as well, just because he's so tall and none of the Japanese team. A lot are of betting tall. happening yeah. at the World Cup, Jasper. Yes, stop with this conspiracy <laughs> theory. Yeah, because because they've got a few. I think like veteran in 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 Nagatomo and Sakai. Yeah, Nagatomo has been around the been both around is, shops. Both as fullbacks, so I feel like that's Australia's arch nemesis, Japan. Japan, when it comes yeah. to soccer. What from the one game in two thousand and six? I know the Asian Cup. No, final. all the Asian yeah, Cup yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always end up playing each other. That's surely Australia's best moment of the world. Anyway, we're talking about Japan. Um, do they have those like players who play for Celtic? I don't know their names, but um, they've got Ito who plays for Reims in. Um, in the French League, Kamada, who recently won the Europa League with Frankfurt, um, they they do have those players, but I'm not. Do they, wait, do they have? I think Mat- it's Maida. Do they have Matomo? Matomo from Brighton, or is he not Japanese? I was just assuming it was Japanese because that's embarrassing for me if I was assuming he was Matoma. Japanese. I'm not sure. He's not in their predicted lineup, but he could be in the squad. Yeah, if if he is in their squad, dangerous off the bench. Um, and yeah, they've flip flop between group stage and round of sixteen since. Um, the 1998 World Cup so yeah how, how do you guys see this group uh, I think Spain and Germany go through uh, I think Japan actually make a decent fist of I think they beat Costa Rica and make a decent fist of one of the games um, but yeah I think yeah Germany won Spain 2 Japan 3 Costa Rica 4 same here it's hard to argue with yeah alright group we know ball F. <laughs> group F uh we got Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. Starting Gracia. off with uh, Belgium. <laughs> Grazia! <laughs> went unbeaten in qualifying and are another top 10 team at the World Cup. Currently ranked second on FIFA's world ranking list. They, uh, made, they, they go fairly deep into tournaments fairly consistently. They just never win it. Yeah, that literally. They go very deep. They get to quarters and semis and then they just knock out. Yeah. Uh, Clear favourites for Group F, pretty simple. Um, my hope for, for Belgium is that Kevin De Bruyne actually shines and is the player of the tournament because he is just... I know he gets a lot of clout at in the EPL and Man City, but I honestly think he is like a top three player in the world. The ah, stuff that he's able to do is incredible. No, no I just don't think there is any moment I can remember or tournament where he was incredible for Belgium. Like, he's always great, yeah. and I would love to see... The way you're describing Bale... With Wales, I'd love for yeah. Kevin De Bruyne to have that kind of Hazard's up. like Hazard's dominated like that at mm. a tournament for Belgium before, but De Bruyne probably hasn't to the same degree. Yeah, did he have injury issues at Euros? De Bruyne, I think he, I think I think he, he had a little niggle. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah that ruled him out for a little bit of it. Yeah, but that's my hope with this team. I think they're going to clearly go through, and I hope they go far. Like if Belgium win the World Cup, I'd be very very happy with that. Um, will they? Again, they haven't got a track record to prove it, but they're a top ten team. Simple as that. I feel like this is their last chance, though, because I feel like a lot mm. of their players are, 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 are about, Witzel, to, yeah. about to exit their prime. 30-ish. Hazard's 31. Not. De Bruyne is 30. Um, yeah. Hazard's past. Yeah. <laughs> Which Hazard? <laughs> uh, Who cares about talking Hazard? Croatia. Croatia is uh, looking good, as always. Injury-wise, we are fine. Great run in qualifying, winning our last three matches against France, Denmark, and Austria. Luka Modric is how old now? 37. Uh, confident going into the tournament. I think the goal here will be just to ensure they get out of a relatively tough group, um, but with confidence. Like, they should not drop any points against Morocco and Canada. Uh, and I think they will be competitive against Belgium. 
Uh, my bet is that Croatia goes one better than their last World Cup and actually wins it this time. Huge. What? <laughs> I mean, you guys are I guess we're going to wait to wait, wait to do awards until the end, but you just heard it here first, folks. That is wild. No, I Croatia think our squad's good. I think success at this World Cup for Croatia, and, and I'm, you know, without taking into consideration what happened last time, I think if we get out of the group stages and win a round of 16, I'll be very happy. Whoever mm. we play in the round of 16. Yeah. You know, this squad. I saw Ante Rebic was left. Off, uh, left at home yeah I'm, I'm not sure why that is uh, Weird one. but like we've got good players but I think the problem with Croatia is we are still relying on players who are as you said about Belgium getting into the late parts of their career and yeah. although someone, you do have that really young centre-back who Chelsea wanted Kvadio who's a fucking gun yeah he's good and there's like a couple players there that have some potential but it's not yet to be actioned and yeah. what I want to see from Croatia is not only that we talk about Modric the way we do every World Cup but that there is some youth in the squad that actually have potential that are playing at top clubs in the world and I'm not seeing that from a Croatian national level yet I don't see that next generation of Croatian footballers I think they'll get there but at this World Cup there are no notable names where I'm going he's going to be in Chelsea in two years what about Miroslav Orsic yeah, he's great. What about him? <laughs> uh, also, uh, have Croatia been able to fill the hole left by the retiring Mario Mandzukic or no? Because he no, was a big reason, not. the reason they made it to the semifinals. Yeah, look, they haven't. They haven't. And they've, they've, re- they've replaced him with a couple of players that play in like Serie A and they're not starting in Serie A. But I think they've got a squad that we, is still based on chemistry. Like the reason Croatia did so well is that their chemistry was incredible. They always knew where every player was going to be. They had a great game plan. And I think if they bring those same traits that got them so far, the last World Cup, anything's possible, but it's really hard to say Croatia's going to do anywhere near as well as they did last World Cup. Like mm, that is yeah. a once in a lifetime achievement that they yeah. did last time around. Yeah, yeah. Like even looking at it, like we lost 4-2 to France like that is an incredible result um, and I watched it at the Croatian club at 4am and it was hectic <laughs> it was funny though seeing like the people, place to watch it it was just funny seeing people like crying and like so sad and I'm just like how could you look at anything how could you yeah, look you at this really at anything proud. but like positive yeah, yeah. Um, so I hope that people don't turn on Croatian football if they don't do as well because Croatians do now have an extremely probably unreasonable high expectation yeah. uh, and I do hope more who's got a more score. unreasonable expectation Croatian fans or USA fans <laughs> Probably USA, very high estimation. We're gonna win the World Cup, seven game series. So yeah, my 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 two keys for uh, Croatia is that I want them to get out of the group. I want them to have a good run where they lose against a an admirable squad, and that Modric scores another screamer as he does at every tournament from outside of the box. Oh yeah, I'd love that too. It's nailed on, hundred percent. Morocco failed to qualify for their last four World Cups, so this is their first in five. But they're here Uh, now, baby. Finished top of their group, beating out Democratic Republic of Congo 5-2 in their last game. You know, some great names in the squad, like El Nesri, who I think is a severe striker who's been there for a while. Always in like the top 10 scorers in La Liga. Ziek yep. is in their squad. They've got Hakimi. Hakimi is, is the key for me. He's their best player. Oh, he's good. And he's playing at left back and you'll probably go left midfield throughout the game. He'll probably play like left wing back or some yeah, shit. But yeah, yeah he's, he's a super And look, they have stars, but I... Like, you know, do I think they're going to do great against Croatia or Belgium? Probably not. And this is just how these groups are put together. It's always really hard to beat two great teams. Uh, I think every game in this group will be interesting for them. Uh, I think they will beat Canada. So then the question is, can they potentially outperform Croatia when Mm. they play teams like Belgium or even Croatia? I don't think they have it in them. Uh, And lastly is Canada, who is playing their first World Cup in 36 years. Uh, The team is garbage. 
With but Alfonso Davies, though. Alfonso Davies and <laughs> is Jonathan. He going? Yeah, he's going. Yeah, and Jonathan David, who is at Juventus, I believe. Or no, Weston McKinney's at. Weston McKinney's. No, Jonathan David is a. He's playing striker at Lille. Lille, sorry. Um, really, their only notable players, like top to bottom. I did see that Junior Hoylet made the squad, who we probably, probably might remember. Arsenal Academy, and then like Bolton, I think. And he's currently playing for Reading. Oh, there you go. Uh, Canadian and also had like 96 pace in FIFA. I swear there's another Canadian 96 guy. Pace. Have, you yeah, got their squad? Have you got their squad up? Oh, no, I don't have it up at the moment. I swear there was another player in their squad that I recognize, but I can't remember it now. But. There's like some players you recognize, but now they're like in the MLS after playing in a bottom tier English yeah. Premier League team. All right. Who have we got? We've got, the, we've got the team up. One of the best logos of any national team. Oh, too. yeah. The flag, the flag goes off. Um... Oh, wow. Damn, I really don't know anyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah no, it's not a notable squad. Yeah, no, forget that. <laughs> uh, I My prediction is that they actually don't win a game. And best case for them is potentially a draw against Morocco. The um, best thing for them is just if Alfonso Davies scores a goal. Honestly. Well, they've, again, the fact that they've made their first World Cup in 36 years this is an achievement. I don't think they're getting out of the group stages, and I don't think anyone would predict no. them to. No. no. Uh, I'm going Belgium, Croatia, make it through. Uh, I still think Belgium will... We'll finish top of the group. Yeah, nah, I agree. Belgium, Croatia. Um, what was the uh, Morocco, Canada? Agreed. Agreed. No arguments here. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I love Marina Grants. All right, <clears throat> Group G. Um, start off with uh, Brazil. So it's sorry, it's it's Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. So competitive group. Um, obviously, Brazil is. Possibly the most stacked squad um, at the whole World Cup. Yep. Love. Um, just like ridiculous. There's too many key players to probably mention. Um, just say a few. Neymar's third World Cup. Um, all right. I'll, I'll <laughs> that wasn't my plan. Let's just, let's just go. Uh, this, well, let, let, let me just, let let me just go their predicted let, line. Let's up. play a fun game. Let's play a fun game. Don't look at the lineup. Rezik, you're joining too. Let's just say Brazil players' names until we can't think of any. Because they got that many good ones. That's nah, gonna take two. <laughs> no, 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 we can do it. No, so name, you say Neymar. Uh, yeah, Neymar. Don't look at the thing. <laughs> Neymar, Vinny Junior, David Luiz. He's not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, who am I gonna pick? Marquinhos. Uh, Gabriel Jesus. Martinelli. Is Richarlison in the squad? Yep. Um, Rafinha. Uh, Palinha. Danny Alves. Yep, I think he's in the squad. I'm gonna keep on looking. <laughs> Vinicius. I already said Vinicius. Anyway, oh, okay. there's loads of anyway, players. But yeah, the, so 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 the point is that they're just like sport for options everywhere on the pitch. Um, and I think the key thing is yeah, basically start of a golden generation, and it's probably easier. This was my plan <laughs> to mention the players that missed out. So Gabriel of, oh, of Arsenal, <laughs> Coutinho, and Firmino all miss out. Um, so these are like obviously top tier world class players not making not making the Brazil squad. Um, quarter- Would you rather have Firmino or Richarlison? I think I think I'd prefer to have Firmino. Yeah, based on form, I'd, I'd pick Firmino. Yeah. Richardson is interesting because he's more versatile, can play different positions. Definitely, yeah. But Firmino has just been killing it. So, but yeah, the thing is, Richardson's played very well for Brazil recently, like in the Olympics, Olympics as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what's their predicted lineup? By interesting because they've got so many players. Like, who do people think they're going to start with? Um, Allison. Yeah. Danilo. 
Marquinhos, Thiago Silva, and Alexandro. Uh-huh. Paqueta, yeah. Casemiro, and Neymar. That's the midfield. Oh, right. Neymar as a 10. And then Rafinha, Richarlison, and Vinny Jr. Oh. That's that's Guardian's predictable. It's a weird front three. Yeah. Considering how good they are. I mean, um, I would start Gabby Jesus, but do you think, I'm biased though. As like Neymar is like the left-sided attacking midfielder. It's a bit strange. I, I like him. I reckon if they if they play, like, I don't know what that says, but if, if they play Casemiro and like Paqueta, was it Paqueta? Paqueta as like yeah. a box-to-box and then like play Neymar in front of the 10, that could work. But as like a left, left, left-sided left center midfielder, I don't know. Yeah, but to sense. be fair, Neymar will be got. It will be everywhere in that in in that game anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. But I I don't actually have too much more to say. I about feel like that. their only weakness is at fullback. I don't really rate Danilo or Alexandro that highly. Mm. But like they they're gonna they're gonna be so scoring so many goals that like yeah, you you Danny can, Alves subbing on too. He's thirty nine. Also, you can have issues at I think fullback when you've got that strong of a defensive midfield kind of like. Um, pairing in Paqueta and Casemiro. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, they went out of the quarterfinals last time out. Um, obviously, the 7 1 loss in 2014 in the semifinals and, qu- and quarterfinals before that in 2010. So, we're looking to make amends because it's been somewhat underwhelming for Brazil. They lost, they lost the Copa America final to last year as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't quite make it. That might go against my prediction, like to, to, to the very end. But that <laughs> Spoilers. is. Spoilers! Um, it's definitely the start of like a golden generation and like by the time the next World Cup rolls around they're just going to be stronger yeah um, Serbia next um, dead food fam <laughs> went out at the group stage in 2018 didn't make 2014 group stage 2010 um, four key players Tadic obviously class Vlahovic and Mitrovic ooh um, two up top I like it hectic and Milinkovic Savage. Oh, the center back. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, very, very good going forward with those two strikers and Tadic in behind them. Um, probably a bit less convincing defensively. Is Su- Supersic still their keeper? I'm pretty sure he's he's solidish. He used to play for Monaco. But um, yeah. Yeah. All all around pretty unconvincing. Yeah. I think, yeah, defensively, they, they, they look a bit suspect. They shipped nine goals in qualifying, which is slightly above average. Um, but yeah, they scored 18. So, so yeah. two for one ratio. Mm. Not the best, but yeah. Yeah. It'll just be if they can sort of make up for that defensive sort just of... Just whip balls into Vlahovic and Mitrovic all day and hope for the best. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a scary, like striker partnership but I don't know if it, especially considering does, does it work I don't know I reckon two it, big it boys potentially could because one of them is left footed one of them is right footed true but I don't know it's unproven I guess yeah I'd like to see Mitrovic have a big World Cup yeah that'd be cool alright um, Switzerland next I think everything just kind of seems to be kind of going right for Switzerland they obviously had a pretty good like Euros um, campaign beating France was that on penalties or yeah. was it yeah um, oh, that's right, because Mbappe missed it. Yeah, um, and yeah, just a very good organized team, um, captained by the one and only. Yeah, obviously, Shaka's form has been very well documented recently. They've also got Jan Sommer, who's class keeper, um, Akanji um, at centre back, um, Fabian Shah at centre back as well. Um, who's been killing it for Newcastle? Could be, could be. I'm not sure. I reckon he'll play. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
I think as well, like a few other teams that I mentioned, at number nine, they don't really have like a recognized like... It's like Embolo or something? Yeah, yeah. Embolo and Seferovic. Yeah. Um, so that could be an issue, but yeah. Um, yeah, any thoughts They're on They're a solid team though. I feel like Switzerland... I, I, would back, I would back Switzerland to probably go through, I feel like, just because they're so just consistent at your, in tournaments like they're just very well organized very well drilled they'll 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 run run and run to the end to the end of the game and past that yeah so yeah and no, i like them yeah cool that's switzerland and cameroon i honestly don't have much on this they didn't make the last world cup they came third um at afcon recently um hmm. beating burkina faso in the um third and fourth playoff um and key players are angissa Mbwemo, which I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't know he played cool. for Cameroon. Uh, Chupa Moting. Yep, he's been, on, he's been on flames for Bayern yeah, recently. He's been killing it. And Onana. And Joao Matip's injured? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. A, a good team, a good performance at AFCON. Very, very difficult group. Yeah. They've always been a really good African team. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is a really tough group. I think Serbia finishes last. Um out and then obviously I think Brazil finishes first but then I don't know who finishes second in that group you know I reckon Cameroon will will finish last. really above Switzerland yeah my I go Brazil first Switzerland second Serbia Cameroon oh you think Cameroon finishes last I'm yeah. gonna pick Serbia second and then Switzerland and then Cameroon you think Serbia getting out of the group yeah I reckon <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I think Switzerland are getting out of the group uh, yeah Brazil Switzerland Cameroon Serbia some conflicting opinions. Ooh. We love it. We love to see Ooh. it. And is this you rounding us out here, Rez? Group H. Group this H. is a funny go. We've got Uruguay, Portugal, South Korea, and Ghana, I believe. Uh, this is a fun This group. is a very fun group. Very fun group. Starting off with Uruguay, again, another one of the couple teams we've mentioned that has the impending changing of the guard. Uh, it's golden generation of strikers like 35 or 6-year-old Luis Suarez, Cavani. Is he playing? Is he in the squad? I think he is, yeah. I think he's oh, wow. in the squad. Uh, they're fading. And the two have a history of leading Uruguay out of the group stages, something they've done at the last three World Cups, including the most recently, getting them to the quarterfinals last time round. Um, I don't remember them making the quarterfinals last time. That is wild. Usually uh, get the dark horse tag because in South America, there's you know Brazil, Argentina, we forget about Uruguay. And then them, yeah. And obviously didn't make the uh, 2006 World Cup as a result of Australia. Uh, huge. But then Diego Forlan went bananas in 2010. He went bananas. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting seeing this changing of the guard because they're going from players like Suarez, Cavani, Godin, obviously an incredible centre-back over the years for Atletico being replaced with players like Darwin Nunes, Valverde. Uh, and they have a lot of talent, in, but these up-and-coming players, similar to... Oh, which other team were we talking about uh, earlier? Was it uh, Spain? Where I just don't think this is the World Cup where they'll show up and be able to carry the team far. Rather, it's going to be the next World Cup where a lot of these players will, by that time, be some of the best in the world. Yeah, like your Valverdes and your Darwin Nunes. Yeah, yeah, I can exactly. see that. Exactly. So I think that it's going to be an interesting seeing the chemistry between this old guard who probably demand a lot of respect and well and truly deserve it. But, you know, Darwin Nunes and Valverde should be doing most of the heavy lifting in this squad, particularly at this World Cup. Yeah. Um, I still see them. They're pretty stacked top to bottom. It's just a hard group. Uh, I think they'll probably finish second behind Portugal, who can't afford any slip-ups. Uh, 
not progressing out of the group stage last World Cup. Um, however, they did win the 2019 Nations League uh, and then lost at the round of 16 at the Euros in 2020. So a bit shaky for Portugal here and there. Maybe yeah. it's the result of the uh, their capitan, Mr. Yeah. Sui himself. Uh, going to be a lot well, of narratives around Portugal this tournament, let me tell you right yeah. now. Come to it on predictions, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they finished behind <laughs> Serbia in qualifying. Um, and only got to the World Cup by beating both Turkey and North Macedonia in playoff games. So they were pretty close to not making the World Cup. Uh, and look, they still have a great squad, but I just feel like really chemistry is the issue with Portugal. It always is chemistry with them. Hmm. You really feel like it's the squad plus Cristiano Ronaldo, and it's a similar thing we're seeing play out with Piers Morgan. It's the same thing where will Cristiano Ronaldo be throwing his hands up when he doesn't get a pass, and will they want to play as a team? And You know, he was a key feature of that 2019 Nations League, but I have a feeling he was on the bench when they won. Or did they take him on? That was the Euros. 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 He got injured and Ed uh, scored that winner. Yeah. So that'll obviously be a huge storyline of the World Cup. And I think if they get another slip up, it will start to taint his national team history. Yeah. On legacy, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, So I think a huge World Cup in store for Ronaldo. I hope he actually gets playing time unlike at Manchester United. Um, South Korea didn't get out. Sounding a little salty there, Rez. I mean, I love Ronaldo. I love Ronaldo. And I think... Fucking Eric Ten Hag. At the end of the day, like, uh, when we talk about teams like Wales with Bale or we're talking about Portugal with Ronaldo, like, we all want to see these teams succeed and we want an awesome tournament, but there is so much on the line with these players beyond just their... And Ronaldo knows that if Messi wins the World Cup, the debate between them two is over forever. Mm. And with Argentina being one of the top three favourites, how does that impact Ronaldo's... You know, intensity and perseverance during the World Cup. Will he be pushing even harder? Yeah. Um, South Korea didn't get out of the group stages at Russia. Um, despite beating Germany at the last World Cup, they had a disappointing quarterfinal exit in the 2019 Asia Cup. Um, they did, after topping their second qualifying round group, they won five of their last six games and overall they've won seven of ten. So pretty decent form to uh, qualify for Qatar, but I just don't see South Korea getting past any of these three teams. Yeah, I mean, South Korea are definitely better than they have been recently because like, mm. with the emergence of their centre-back Kim Min-jae, who plays for Napoli, who's been killing it. And obviously they're like... Um, and he's pretty young too. Yeah, and also they've, they've always had a pretty solid um, midfield. The key that used to play for Swansea has been... I'm not sure if he's still playing, but he was solid for a time. And they've just got fairly solid players in there, but obviously it all revolves around Hummingson. Is he playing? I thought he was potentially. He, he announced him, him. He 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 himself announced on Instagram that he was going to be going to the World Cup. I'm not awesome. sure if he's back for the first game. They've also got Hwangi Chan, who plays for Wolves, who's oh, also yeah. another uh, outlet player. to go off on. But yeah, like like outside of a couple of players, the rest of the team is not great. So you struggle to see how well they'll how far they'll go. And then we've got uh, Ghana. These the look. Place. Uh, before you say anything, watch out for these guys. They could be sneakily good. Dark horse alert? <laughs> no, not not dark horse, but like just to get out of the group, watch out for them. Yeah, so they had a famous uh, quarterfinal finish in 2010, which will be hard to replicate, but really anything is possible for the quote-unquote black stars. Uh, having, I think they actually missed out on Russia in 2018. Yeah, 2018 was Russia. They missed out. Ghana then recorded two very disappointing Africa Cup of Nations campaigns in 2019 they were knocked out in the round of 16 and then had a shocking group league exit uh, following earlier this year actually at the Cup of, at the Africa Cup of Nations mm. so they've had some pretty bad form coming into this World Cup but what I found interesting is Brighton's Tariq Lamptey and also Atletico Bilbao's Inaki Williams both switched allegiances to become 
members of Ghana. Yeah, True. and there's another, there's another Premier League player who's, who's, who's about to switch allegiances too. I can't remember who it is, but... So a pretty huge yeah, addition. Because Nico Williams, his brother, is in, oh, the, it's, is in the Spain team. I think team. it's, it's mm. Callum Hudson-Odoi is considering uh, okay. playing for Ghana. So that's obviously two huge additions who will probably be first 11 players at this World Cup. And then on top of that, they've got the AU brothers. They've got Andre and Jordan. They've got Arsenal's Thomas Partey. Yep. Uh, He's been super huge. on yeah. fire. Form at the moment. On fire. Um, so yeah, they're pretty stacked squad. And I think when you look at these African um, teams, although despite their poor run of form leaving up to the World Cup, uh, on paper, they look pretty damn strong. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we thinking? I'm thinking... Portugal, Uruguay go through. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, but potentially Ghana, if they're going to upset anyone. I mean, hey, it's just as likely that Portugal or Uruguay I, miss yeah, out on this. I think Portugal, Uruguay and Ghana will battle it out for who finishes third in that group. Portugal, okay. I reckon, are just as much of a chance as the other guys to to go out of that group. But like just for sheer talent on paper in that Portugal squad, I'm going to have them go through. I think they will finish second behind Uruguay. But Ghana, look out. They, they they could easily pip one of those two teams, I reckon. I'm going to go Uruguay, Ghana, Portugal. Yeah, Portugal I like it. Miss I like it. Wow. I like it. I'm going to stick with Uruguay, Portugal. Nice. I just think... Um, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get on to it yeah. in predictions. Yeah. Anyway, all right. The time has come for our awards. This is our predictions. Uh, not We don't endorse gambling, but if you were, these are the picks you want. Write it down. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go through winner... Dark Horse, as Rezik has been mentioning through the entire thing. Uh, and then we're going to go through an under underachiever, a, team, a, t- a good team that has tips to be up thereabouts uh, that will underperform or flop. Uh, the player of the tournament, the golden ball, the top goal scorer, and the FIFA young player of the tournament. All uh, right, who wants to go first for their tournament winners? I'm picking Argentina. Yep, so am I. Brazil. Nice. Yeah, that was my second <laughs> It'd just be awesome. It'd be a great fairy tale ending. Yeah. And who would not want to see Argentina? Fun little fact that I think I've told Will this all before. Um, the World Cup final, if Messi makes it, will be his 1,000th game of his career. Or oh, if he plays in the that by then it'll be his 1,000th. Yeah. Really? Fairy tale. That's it's sick. written in the stars, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that Brazil have a better... Yeah. If, if it works out, Brazil and Argentina, like the way the groups have played out the Brazil and Argentina will play each other in the semi they won't play each other in the final which sucks uh, okay yeah that would be a great final so I reckon whoever wins that wins the World Cup yeah that's fair yeah. alright the time has come for Dark Horse yeah. oh thank <laughs> you ah well um, I've got Denmark oh so the same here my brother Denmark wow I've got three teams I think oh that's a bit of a cop out <laughs> I, I think, think Croatia can't do that. I think Croatia there is a Dark Horse uh-huh. uh huh you think they're going to win it Oh, we're talking about winning. You think Denmark's going to win? The Dark Horse is a team. We, we spoke about this before, before we went on air. There's the a team potential, to, potential, win, potential yeah. to win it. Like, at least make the semi finals. You, you, you can have Croatia. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah, Denmark's yeah. going to make the semi finals? Absolutely. Mad thing. Mate, they're um, on flames right now. I, I had Croatia, Poland, and Serbia. And my, my interpretation of Dark Horse was more teams that will exceed their expectations. And I think those three to me have. Oh, we, can, we can have it. We, okay, we, let's add another category overachiever. Because okay. if we're going to do that, um, I think that it will be... Oh, shit, off the top of my head. Um, I was the team in one of my groups. Um, I'd, I'd probably go with Serbia. I like that call. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Netherlands to overachieve. My yeah. overachieving Just because team. they've been so shit recently, I think they're actually going to go... Not going to win it, but they're going to go far. far. Wait. Yeah. Overachievers? Yeah. Oh, okay. So what, so like that's your overachievers. You've seen Serbia, but who's yeah. your dark horse? Like a, like a team that you actually think could win it. 
but isn't Brazil, Argentina, or France or England? Oh, probably Belgium. Yeah. Uh, do they are they consider? I reckon. I reckon uh, they're, they're a dark horse. Chance. They're a dark yeah, horse. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. They're outside of the top five for betting. Yeah. Cool. To me, that's as close to a dark yeah. horse. Yeah. I back, I back it. I back it. All right. Underachievers flops. I may turn some heads with this one. France. Ah, I think huge. World Cup hangover is a real thing. Um, Fair. Yeah, I don't, I, I, they could very well be amazing, but I'm sticking my neck out here. I reckon they're going to go out in the quarters or something like that. I'm going to get. I'm going to say uh, Portugal. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon Ronaldo is going to be in a very weird headspace. I don't. Th- the way he's been playing. Like, he hasn't been playing well. He's no. going to want to play really well, and it's not going to go well for him, and he's going to, like, chuck a hissy fit, and I reckon it's going to be toxic for the squad. Yeah. I have Germany. Yeah. Poor run of form in recent World Cups. Team is pretty much Bayern Munich FC. Yeah. I don't have much faith in them. Great on paper, but yet to see it on the field. Low-key, yeah. almost picked England for this one. Not going to lie. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> but I've got, I've got to have a little bit of belief. All right, player of the tournament. I'm going to have... Absolute, no surprises here considering who I picked to win it Lionel Messi Neymar <laughs> Benzema Benzema, Benzema. interesting because I, like I can I see like him that, scoring yeah. I can see France beating Australia like 5-0 and him scoring 4 and then everyone goes oh he's already got the golden boot locked down and yeah. they're going to go far and all he needs to score is like 1 a game alright yeah. well is that your pick for top goal scorer then moving on very quickly yeah him or Mbappe <laughs> yeah okay my, my pick was Benzema for 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 Golden Boot. My pick's been Neymar for Golden Boot. Okay. Because nice. Yeah. Nice. when Brazil when Brazil win, he scores goals. So if Brazil are going to make it far, he's going to he's going to score. All right. This is this is the one we probably had the most difficulty picking. Uh, the young player of the tournament. This I've got f- I've got four in front of me, and I'm going to just decide <laughs> on one. It's hard because yeah, it's so they have to be 21 at the start of this at the year. start of this calendar year. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I've. I've picked um, Pedri. Yeah, it's not. It's a, it's a good pick. It's a safe pick. But it's, it's a, a safe pick. pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was obviously class at the Euros. Yeah. Um, if Spain do well, um, he'll play a big role in that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so the four I've got in front of me are Bellingham, Vinny Junior, Camavinga, and Julian Alvarez. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to pick all of them. I'm only going to pick one. And good I, to know. And I think it's going to be. Vinny Jr. I was going to pick Bellingham up until the last second, but no, I think it's going to be Vinny Jr. If Brazil make it that far, he'll he's going to be very impressive. Yeah. I think Vinny Jr. will be Wait, the did young. you have Alvarez in your list as well? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. He's, 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 up, he's up there too, but I'm not sure how much game time he'll get because of how stacked they are. But yeah, he's, he's been doing very well for City just quietly. He has. Obviously in the shadow of Haaland. Yeah. But. I have uh, Jamal Musiala. Oh, like yeah. Do you think Germany will underperform? Yes, but that doesn't mean he'll underperform. Yeah, true. But like they have to make he probably Germany have to probably make it a fair kind of way for him to win play the I mean there's you a way still, that you can still be. Yeah, yeah true. You can yeah, still yeah, be. True. I think I think I had him as best young player at the um Euros. At the Euros. Over Isak. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh Musiala quietly, nineteen years old. He's been involved in nine of nine of Bayern's first nine goals, so he was involved in every single one of their first nine. Yeah. Bellingham um, quietly nineteen years old, captaining Dortmund. Yeah. So yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I think he has the the betting odds for it too. Yeah, he's, I think he's class. Only reason I picked Vinny Junior over Bellingham is because I think Brazil will go further than England. If England make the semis or the final, though, Bellingham is winning it because I reckon he'll be a big reason as why they go that far. Yeah, 
I mean, Saka's obviously a shout too, but I just think Bellingham. Yeah, Be- Bellingham is. I forgot about Saka. Bellingham is. <laughs> can I change? Them? Is is can is yeah you can change if you want. Is a is a game changer. See, that's this uh, is the issue with England though, because they've got a couple players under twenty one. I think they kind of steal each other's shine. So in order for Bellingham to win this, he would have to so outshine Saka. Whereas Musiala, everyone else on his squad's like thirty-five. <laughs> uh, I just think that's what, that's like you know that's also a. Uh, but Germany also picked that Makoko guy from Dortmund. Who's yeah, I just don't know if he'll play much. Yeah, that's yeah. all. He, well, I don't. He's, think he's been killing it. He's, he's been killing it, Dortmund. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if he'll play that much. Yeah. That's their number nine if they pick one. Yeah. Also, Musiala could have played for England. Could have. Yeah. I think. He, I, I, th- I think he was born in. I think he was born in England. Erling Haaland yeah. could play for England too. Yeah. Well, what I mean, could have been? Harry Kane what could have been? Exactly. Do you think he would have made a penalty at the Euros? Absolutely. Have you seen that guy take penalties? <laughs> <laughs> him, between him and Harry Kane, the two, two of the best penalty takers in the country. Um, but yeah, all right. One more. So that is Argentina. Uh, so I'll go through mine again. Argentina winner, Dark Horse Denmark, uh, underachiever France. What about Golden Boot? Failed the tournament, Messi. Golden Boot, Neymar, young player, Vidi Jr. We'll one more time. Oh, I had player of the um, tournament. Argentina to win, Dark no, Horse Denmark. You said Brazil to win. Oh, yeah, sorry, Brazil to win. <laughs> um, underachiever Portugal, best player Neymar, Golden Boot, Benzema, and young player. I'm switching to Saka. Right? Okay. <laughs> switching to Saka. Uh, winner Argentina, underwhelming Germany, Dark Horse, going Croatia. Uh, player of the tournament, Messi or Benzema. Breakout, Musiala. Golden Boot. I know I said Benzema, but I could also see Darwin Nunes taking a huge loan. If they get into the... You have to go far. You have to go far to win yeah. Golden Boot. So that's why I'm sticking with Benzema. Benzema. Again. All right. You heard it here first, gang. And that thus concludes the big bumper World Cup episode. An hour and a half we've almost been on the mics. This is probably wow. our What's longest. What's your longest? Yeah. This will be our longest ever episode. Huge. Uh, if you've stuck it through to the end, of, to, to the end we thank you very much. Uh, it's been a long one, but we've thoroughly enjoyed it. A fine tooth comb, yeah. Look, yeah, combed through, combed through the info with a fine tooth comb, and we've come out the other side. Hopefully, with everyone being more knowledgeable for the World Cup, which starts in on Monday morning, three a.m. Outrageous! It feels so weird. It's been like I don't like it. So, I don't feel like yeah. there's a, the right level of hype for a tournament that's supposed yeah. to happen. Every and of course, years. if you're one of those people that you know feels weird about the World Cup and is boycotting it, power to you. But I'll probably watch it. As I keep saying to everyone who raises that question, I go: once the first ball is kicked, no one will think two shits about all of this stuff. Yeah. And that's a sad. That's a sad. It's a sad reflection. thing, but yeah. But that is the nature of football. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's it's interesting as well. The last one was held in in, in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the anyway, next one's in Mexico. This no. isn't is a politics podcast. <laughs> yeah, the next one is in Mexico, America, Canada, and that will be sick. Mm. Anyway, that's all from us. Uh, see you guys with World Cup content over the Go next three month. Lions. Go three lions or cut. Go black stars. <laughs> <laughs> see ya.